Welcome to the Ad Proficiency Podcast, presented by NerdJam.net. Whether you're a new player or a veteran dungeon master, we're here to help you add depth to your game. Today on Ad Proficiency, we're taking a look at the Tinkerer's Tools and trying to figure out how to make the most of our ingenuity. How do you feel about the Tinkerer's Tools? They seem, on the surface, kind of limited, but I feel like with some expanded uses, we can probably get some really nice things out of this toolkit. I think so too. I was very surprised to see what they were actually listed as in Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Because to me, the Tinkerer's Tools have always represented technology. Especially when I think of Tinker, I think of the World of Warcraft gnomes and the limits of their technology. I think of that sort of steampunk flavor. And so the Tinkerer to me was the mechanical scientist as opposed to the alchemist who was the chemical scientist. Yeah. I feel like there's various flavors that you could give your tinkerer especially now with the advent of artificers i will say that it seems that wizards took the most direct approach like literal translation of tinker Mm -hmm. from its old-timey use of that a tinker was someone who would travel from place to place mending pots and other metal utensils oh really yeah so they it seems in the xanathar's book they're going really hard into that specific example of what a tinker is just because of what they have the item do and the uses for it yeah some of the niches that i feel the tinkerer's tools should be able to cover obviously technology but the way you could handle that is either by limiting the advancement of technology or going with wow engineering which gives you powerful mechanics but it's unreliable and has a chance to either fail or just explode on you or something like that or do something else entirely like teleport you to somewhere you don't want to be for instance So there's a couple different ways to handle that, and I kind of like both. Are there any other particular niches that you would give to Tinkerer's Tools? I do want to make a note that Tinkerer's Tools with some arcane magical ability would lend you the ability to make Magitech, magical constructs, that kind of thing. Yeah, I would think so. And I would think in a setting where there is magic and that's a thing that craftsmen use, that even if you're not a sorcerer per se, you may still know how to use like an enchanted chisel or something like that. Magic the Gathering has a very cool setting called Kaladesh. Basically, the height of art on this plane is crafting magical machines and like Mm. making their forms beautiful while also giving them high function. It's a really neat plane. Functionality. I I like that concept. It's a really neat plane, and they have like magical tinkers, that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. I like that. I have always kind of pictured the tinkerer's tools as being like an engineer toolbox and they just had access to whatever tools they need again i've always been open to a more open-ended component list where you just needed the sort of things relevant to the work you're trying to do with the toolkit so for a technology toolkit especially in D, i feel like there's so much that you can do with this and i'm really really looking forward to jumping into some of that stuff what niche do you feel that tinkerer's tools should hit well like you said i feel like since there's no other toolkit for making mechanical devices, that's always what I felt like Tinker's tools would be. No other toolkit would fit that kind of description. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely on the same mindset on the Tinker's tools with you. Mm-hmm. 
there's different flavors that you could give your tinkerers tools. One of the easiest ways that I have dealt with them is by sort of limiting the advances of technology to a certain extent. So like I have an intelligence character in my campaign who uses the tinkerers tools while I have given her the ability to make steampunk sort of things. She is much more advanced and she's making stuff that people have never really seen before. So technology in D&D is kind of at this kind of like medieval-ish level, depending on how high magic your setting is, because magic accounts for a lack of advancement in technology in a lot of ways. We've seen this with surgery versus lesser restoration, that kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like the Ravnica supplement that they've written may be the best example of quote-unquote high technology mm-hmm. in a setting that they have so far. Just because the Izet Guild makes all these crazy Magitech devices. They have jet packs. They have little one-man scouting devices that fly. They released an Unearthed Arcana as well for D&D in a modern setting. I briefly played a technology wizard okay. before I realized how incredibly powerful that was and just changed it to a, a more difficult character because wizards are exceedingly powerful. <laughs> <laughs> As far as engineering goes, there's several D&D relevant engineering types, and the first three I would probably associate primarily with other toolkits, and that would be chemical engineering, which would be the alchemist supplies, civil engineering, which I would attribute to the carpenter's tools, and marine and aerospace engineering, which I would want to give more to vehicle proficiency since vehicle proficiency is technically a toolkit proficiency as strange as it sounds and we'll jump into that more when we actually tackle vehicle proficiency okay but if you are going to say that vehicle proficiency is a thing in and of itself as opposed to just oh everybody knows how to operate a wagon then i would give maybe the ability to create and maintain vehicles to that vehicle proficiency so you'd be like a mobility expert or something like that But that aside, the other forms of engineering that I would primarily associate with the Tinkerer's tools would be combat engineering, things like weapons and items, mobility and fortifications, electrical engineering, because it turns out all you need is a kite and a lightning storm to discover electricity, and if Benjamin Franklin did it with the Tinkerer's tools, why can't you? And lastly, mechanical engineering, of course, which as we said is kind of our general Tinker flavor. Would you say clockwork items fall under mechanical engineering? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And note that even though we would primarily prescribe certain engineering types to other toolkits, there's room to dip your toe into that field if you like. Like I'd let a tinkerer or an alchemist make explosives because it's kind of just like tinkers seem to be able to do a little bit of everything, especially in this setting. So what would you say are the functions of the Tinkerer's tools? What can we do with this toolkit? Depending on the technology that they've been exposed to, I would allow them to build devices to to some extent, maybe a watch, that kind of thing, some kind of little small mechanical device. Now, a watch is actually particularly complicated. Do you think that somebody who could design a watch from scratch and assemble a watch from scratch like a handcrafted watch with that sort of capability would you say that character is capable of larger scale projects that are less complex yes so would i and i think that's kind of where we're gonna kind of get into some weird room with the tinkerer's tools okay i feel like the functions of the tinkerer's tools should of course be technology like we said and that's going to come largely in the form of item creation whether you're making items that do particular mechanics of their own such as the iron bands of Bellaro, these metal bands that restrain people 
There's a great scene in Doctor Strange where his cape is tugging him towards something. He's trying to fight off one of the rival sorcerers and he grabs this strange cage device and throws it on the sorcerer and it just expands all over the sorcerer's body and just locks him into place, forces him into like a prone position, essentially, or a kneeling position. And it's that sort of just like, if it works with metal, if it can be replicated with metal, especially if it's a magic item, I feel like it's very easy to give it a technological flavor. And this is another thing I feel like you can do with the Tinker's Tools is weapon modifications or item modifications. Even if it's something like I want to take these manacles that I have and make them harder to break out of, I just want to raise the DC. You can almost sort of tweak your own game and tweak what you can do. And I would allow my Tinker, I actually did allow my Tinker to do stuff like this. Things like build auto loaders for crossbows so that you can remove that loading property as if you had the crossbow expert feed, something like that. Or add a mortar barrel to your warhammer. Maybe once per short rest, you can plant your warhammer in the ground and make one big long range attack. Maybe you save that for up close and personal, like Guts' arm cannon from Berserk. Mugen from Samurai Shampoo keeps a dagger hidden in the hilt of his sword. If you've played Bloodborne, all of the Bloodborne trick weapons, to me, scream tinkerer weapons. Basically, they're weapons that have gimmicks that allow them to change their shape. For instance, the axe has a sliding mechanism that allows it to lengthen into a halberd and give you a wider range of attacks, that sort of thing. And it can be adjusted by like sliding the hilt and the shaft of the axe into each other to shorten it again. Okay. It's just like interesting little designs. If you wanted to combine your weapons with clever engineering, I would allow you to do that with the Tinker Souls. I'd also allow a smith to do this. And I think I'd allow a smith to enhance their weapons in different ways. But I think I would allow the tinkerer's tools to modify those weapons and play with the mechanics of items. If we're talking about the smith, how do you feel about the concept of masterworking? Of masterworking? Yeah. Like artisan level projects, that kind of thing? Or... No, so masterworking in 3.5 was something you had to do to an item in the process of making it that made it above the others and also prepared the item for being magically enhanced with like a spell, that kind of thing, or adding a plus one to it. But basically masterworking a weapon gave you a plus one tier attack roll you paid one and a half times the cost of the item normally in the book to get masterworked and this makes the weapon modifiable yes in 3.5 for a weapon to become magical it has to be masterworked it has to be like one of the best examples of this kind of item that's been made i love love customization there's just something about it Give me that Need for Speed Underground, dude. Resident Evil 4. I want a modular way to customize my character or or like talent trees, that kind of thing. And I feel that what the Tinker's Tools lets you do, say I have a crossbow, right? Actually, this is a good example. In my campaign, I have a champion fighter who is a dragon slayer. And so his signature weapon is a mechanical crossbow with a quick deploying tripod to sort of encourage him to play recklessly with a ranged weapon. I give him a tripod where if he's exposed in the open, he's not benefiting from cover and he uses no movement that turn, it would increase his accuracy. And the concept behind this tripod is that he can step out and just like sort of like slam his crossbow downward and these spikes just like shoot out from the bottom and plant his crossbow into the ground so he can line up these like heavy dragon slaying shots. But this is also the kind of thing that if this player came to me and said, okay, I've got this tripod built into the bottom of my crossbow, 
I want an auto loader built onto the top of my crossbow or like a restringer or something like that. I'd be like, okay, fine. If you wanted to say like, all right, I've come across this rare flexible material. So I want to upgrade the bow of my crossbow instead. Maybe I would be like, okay, well, you've got a lot of modifications on this crossbow. You're going to have to swap out that auto loader for the extra range that this material could give you. Or I might just let him have all of it keep track of like a little like weapon customization thing and be like, okay, I'll give him this material for the arch of his crossbow, but down the road, I'm going to give him this other material that gives him this other perk. And he's going to have to think about which one he wants. And that player will be able to customize his weapon. That's the kind of like engagement I'm talking about where you're like, I can really tweak this any way I like. Again, this almost kind of goes back to what we talked about using monsters and stuff like that. It's like, I came across the teeth of an ogre. I want to put these on the end of my bolts or something like that. All military gear that I would think of, like modern military gear, like flashbangs, smoke grenades, that kind of thing. I think Tinkerer's stools for that. Throw down a flash disc that emits a bright blinding light and makes a loud sound. This is actually the thing we had in my game. Another Tinker had used it against them and she had picked them up, reverse engineered them and made lower DC versions. And so she had these flash discs that she could recharge on a short rest, but she'd just be able to throw down every now and then. And there were certain simple magic items that I gave this character like the smoking bottle that she used extremely effectively. This character in my campaign, Olivier Rousseau, also had a prosthetic metal arm and she was a pugilist. This advanced prosthetic limb was sort of written into her use with the Tinker's Tools and written into her backstory and she used the modifying aspects of the Tinker's Tools to make upgrades for her arm. So like, for instance, she built a hand crossbow that had a grappling hook built into it and this would sort of just like fold away into her bicep. I feel like we should encourage players to use these tools to make stuff that can mix up their game. I feel myself ranting. Are you? Are you good? <laughs> you good? Yeah. Are you good? All right. So we've talked a little bit about item creation, things with their own mechanics, such as the iron bands, equipment, such as the grappling hand crossbow. I also think you could make convenience or skill check replacement items, such as lighters, fire starters, or defibrillators, and that tinker flavored weapons are entirely possible as well. Things like a compound bow. For me, that makes a lot of sense, especially if you give it like a steampunk kind of flavor or a wrist mount for a tiny hand crossbow, like that sliding handgun that he's got in Django Unchained. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we talked about combat, flash disc, smoking bottle, quick deploy tripod, literally all of Batman's utility belt items, just tinkers tools. That's what I see. And then weapon modifications like we suggested. In addition to that and to just creating stuff, there's property and item identification. And I would say this is probably the best kit for investigating an item, examining it, that kind of thing, except for maybe the forgery kit, which I, I think would really allow you to eyeball stuff. And you can use your item creation for mobility, things like inventing the bicycle so you can get around faster. That first feeling in Pokemon when you get your bicycle and you're just like, oh my God, I can it's finally so get around so fast. It's so much faster. Anything you want to add to the functions of what you'd give what's basically an engineering toolkit? No, I think we've covered that pretty well. Okay. So how would you use these for your role play and social projects? Getting the town involved in a grand scale machine might be good. Something that would benefit the whole town like a windmill. Yeah, there you go. So that's actually one I've got too is harnessing energy. Mechanical energy driven by wind. Water wheels. Hydraulic pressure, animal driven, the horses or something like going in circles or what have you, or fuel based. 
I feel that you could even refine animal fat into combustible fuels. I've seen a tractor run on refined pig fat. And we talked about in the Brewer's Kit how refined ethanol has been used for rocket fuel. In addition to that, there's also coal or black powder, which I would give to an alchemist, but I would also give to a tinkerer the ability to just use combustion just because combustion plays such a powerful part in mechanical engineering. I wouldn't give them the ability to make it. I'd say they'd have to have the the Not make it, yeah. Not make it, but But utilize it, it. yeah. Yeah. That just makes sense to me, like explosive grenades and whatnot. Yeah. Invent a major historical technology, light bulbs, the water wheel, the telegraph, the printing press, engines, plumbing. We have proven in real life that this overhauls society, so why can't you do it in a society that you know doesn't have it? It could also give you access to terrain in interesting ways. I'm thinking of like the city of Rapture from Bioshock, which was basically an engineered underwater city. Maybe you're not building it, but you are partaking in the construction of of maybe you get together with somebody who has the carpenter's tools to design something really crazy you know about columbia the flying city yeah or there you go or you come up with flying machines that you can build things on top of even if it's something much more simple i'm thinking of the thunder bluff elevators from world of warcraft absolutely which sort of just like are simple counterbalance kind of mechanics something like that could really change a society provide a refuge on top of a bluff safe from predators and so on or take it the other way and be a little more offensive with it design siege weapons large weapons maybe you maybe you're responsible for creating catapults or ballistas i would love to see a portable ram with little rockets on it siege tower (laughs) yeah siege towers there you go besides just using ladders if you wanted to build a protected tower to Mm -hmm. transport troops and Mm -hmm. get them ready for like there you go siege tower Mm -hmm. and of course the medical applications we talked about creating defibs prosthetics Also, market your skills. Get hired to find a solution. Maybe you don't know what you're seeking to do, but you are looking for work as a solver of problems. You see an opportunity in a local need. Maybe there's filthy water and nobody knows what to do about it. Well, guess what? You know all about designing filtration systems. Maybe there's something you can come up with to sort of help them out. Batteries. The first battery, the voltaic pile, was just metal stacked on each other inside a chemical that could provide a charge. Even when it comes to harnessing electricity, it doesn't have to get into super science. You can use electricity and store electricity in basic ways. Make use of thermal energy, steam, coal. Solar energy is available through the use of lenses. Use your magic. You have cantrips. Shocking grasp gives you electricity. Sacred flame provides light. So do light cantrips. Firebolt and produce flame create fire. The sunlight spell creates sunlight. All things that you can utilize. So let's talk about potential artisan projects. What are some high-level projects we could work on? I talked before about magic items kind of lending themselves to reflavoring. Are there any that come to mind for you? A magical mechanical man. A mechanical man. So golems. Yeah. Yes. I think golems are a great option. There's so much room to play into that mad scientist vibe or or even hit on cyberpunk or science fiction questions and themes. Yeah, absolutely. High-level magic items such as the foldable boat. It's from Norse mythology, but it's a boat that you could fold. In my game, one of my players received this in a tinkerer's house. And so we called this like a metallic unfolding metal like yeah like transformer style boat you know that they were able to produce here did you get that sound effect <laughs> i did every single <laughs> time <laughs> <laughs> 
the Rod of Lordly Might is a weird little magic item that it's basically like a scepter that has buttons on it and does different things depending on which buttons you press. And when I hear buttons, I'm like, okay, that's Tinkerer's Tools. You're messing with buttons. You're, yeah. you're doing something tinkery. Time Machines. We just saw Avengers Endgame, where the tinkerer, the artificer of the Avengers, tinkers himself up a time machine, <laughs> and the whole story, I, I guess, gets kicked off ultimately through a rodent crossing over a button releasing Ant-Man. But... I mean, he's a quantum physicist That's what I'm... Dude, that's what yeah. I'm saying. He's just an artisan artificer <laughs> with high-level tinkering. So we've got reskin magic items, golems. I was going to say a mech suit, but now we've got the unearthed arcana that gives that specifically to the artificer as yeah. a subclass thing. And I believe in niche protection, so we Absolutely. are going to not give that to the tinkerer's tools here. What are some mythical projects? Let's amp this up to we are now a god of technology working with the tinkerer's tools. What are we looking at? A clockwork dragon. A clockwork dragon. Okay, so something large. I think yeah. that's a great concept. Absolutely. Like a dragon that functions with clockwork that just runs. Yeah. I can see a clockwork city being built. Sort of one of those like city on the hill things where mm -hmm. maybe this was something that was built long ago and your adventuring party just sort of wanders into this perfectly functioning city that has no people in it. I'm kind of reminded of Sotha Sil from Morrowind, who is essentially like a technology god who yeah. kind of became a hermit doing his own thing. Flying car. Flying car. Oh, yeah. Flying machines, honestly, I feel like would be mythical projects for mm -hmm. a low technology world, any kind of flying machine like that. Mm hmm. I feel like any project that seeks to reproduce magical effects, and I'm thinking of Mysterio from Spider-Man Far From Home, yeah. who's essentially recreating illusion spells using drones. Yeah. So he, he's doing Holographic like Holographic technology. Yeah, yeah. Which, which like, it's just reskinning spells, yeah. basically. A lot of these toolkits, while spells might be a high-level convenience thing, I feel like if you made a large project out of some of what spells accomplish, you could accomplish the same thing through repeated toolkit checks an example of that for instance what's a spell that we would recreate with technology lightning bolt so that's an easy one yeah so if you want to recreate a lightning bolt spell for instance maybe you are inventing a mobile tesla coil and you're spending your evenings tinkering on this anything you want to add to these artisan level projects there's a lot that the imagination can go through and yeah we've covered some pretty cool ideas anything given a technological flavor sort of falls within the purview of the tinkerer's tools as far as i'm concerned with this said let's go ahead and flip over to xanathar's guide to everything to see what wizards gave us in terms of the toolkits oh it's mighty limited it is mighty limited now keep in mind this came out after fifth edition was released which is again why i have such a these are open and to do whatever you want with toolkits perspective but looking at this luscious component list we are looking at quote a variety of hand tools thread needles a whetstone scraps of cloth and leather and a small pot of glue and that's it <laughs> that's all we get <laughs> oh man all right so that's useful for MacGyvering, all kinds of stuff, I suppose. What I'm seeing here is that we need to obtain our materials from the outside environment. But what's interesting about this component list is that the functions in the flavor text seem to give us much more capability than what is implied with this teeny tiny little component list. Is there anything that you feel is missing from this component list? 
Well, I mean, if we're getting into what we would use the component list for, I mean, just tools like a hammer, wrenches. Yeah, it says a variety of hand tools. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then I guess you could put that in there, but it'd be small scale, I guess. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't have a large spanner or anything like that. What I find kind of interesting about a variety of hand tools as opposed to alchemical supplies or poisoner's kits chemicals, is that instead of saying you have a variety of components, it is saying you have a variety of tools, which I think is kind of interesting because maybe that's where Tinker's Kit, according to Wizards, is hitting its niche in the ability to dip into every other toolkit's pond. In the description of it, it says it's basically to enable you to repair any mundane items. Mm -hmm. So like, you can fix a rip in someone's clothes, you can repair some broken chain mail, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing minor repairs of various types. It's kind of unclear how far you can go with these. A variety of hand tools is very vague because hand tools can be used to create some very complicated things. Yeah. And many, many, many different tools are made to be used with human hands. That's why I'm saying, like, instead of saying we have vague supplies, it's saying we have vague tools, which which sort of suggests that we can do all kinds of crazy stuff with this. Very true. And even though we say this component list is very meager, it's almost because the supplies that they give us are meager. Instead, they're being very vague about what our tools actually are. They're kind of open to interpretation, really. Yeah, so they're kind of leaving it very open. What you can accomplish with hand tools can be quite drastic indeed. We'll take a look at the functions here in a bit. Let's jump into legendary components first. What are some legendary technology items? The spanner of the gods that can connect any two things together. Any materials, it doesn't matter. Okay, so like the ultimate adhesive. Yeah. is The mend cantrip. <laughs> Essentially. Like you could, you could just take the spanner and touch a plate of armor to your arm and suddenly you have that armor on your skin now. And that's your skin. Oh, you're talking about like... Like the antagonist from Hulk, who just transforms into whatever he touches? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Honestly, I feel like a cell phone in and of itself, a modern iPhone, is essentially a legendary component. It functions as an information-gathering device with a wide range of utilities and a wide range of functions. It can be used to contact... So... So maybe what we're seeing in legendary components is objects that are able to provide a wide variety of functions, different mechanics. And this is kind of in line with the Tinker's tools being like a mechanic creating toolkit in the sense that you can like make items, make weapons, that sort of thing. I just had a silly thought of turning the iPhone. It only understands like Infernal. Oh my so God. like in game, let's say you have it and it starts speaking Infernal so you don't know what it's saying mm-hmm. and you can't give it voice commands. Mm-hmm. Well, it's <laughs> like maybe all of the Celestials have access to like a planar web of knowledge that is just woven throughout the world and they can just access it. Basically Celestial Internet. Yeah. But it's just like, oh, we just know all of the things because they simply are you know yeah that that kind of thing and it's just like oh here's a device that taps into this knowledge yeah (laughs) it gives you access to it but you have to speak celestial or you have to speak infernal you know that sort of thing maybe it's like tom riddle's diary you know where it's a vast store of knowledge but you have to access this knowledge through a medium so again we're we're seeing like a magic item sort of reskin and i guess when it comes to components the sort of like quote-unquote components that are going to help you with the tinkers tools are things that are going to help you create help you modify learn about something 
a needle that generates its own thread of whatever material that you're putting together. Okay, so yeah. A lot of these legendary components, I'm starting to see a common theme of generating what you need. Yeah. Is going to make like all of these items in their particular field extremely valuable. Or a needle that maybe lets you weave things you can't normally weave. No, actually, I almost feel like I'm getting into weaver's tools with that one. But it's weird because the tinkerer's tools, again, like maybe maybe the component list of the tinkerer's tools is comprised of legendary items from all the other toolkits. And that's <laughs> your tinkering kit Yeah, is like a little bit of everything from everybody else. Anything you want to add to legendary components? No, I, I feel like we've given some inspiration here. Okay, then let's go ahead and look at some of the rules as written functions that Xanathar's gives us. Right off the bat, we're looking at determining the age and origin of objects even if you have only a few pieces remaining from the original seems to make sense yeah this is uh your national treasure oh this is a piece of this This is how old it is you know hidden chemical map on the back of it yada 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 when you inspect a damaged object you gain knowledge of how it was damaged and how long ago again this makes a lot of sense to me and sort of reinforces the idea that this is a very good investigation toolkit Mm -hmm. repair an item in half the time Temporarily repair a disabled device. Again, you're just repairing something. Makes sense. Yeah. You did skip over a section, the repair section. You can restore 10 hit points to a damaged object for each hour of work. For any object, you need access to the raw materials required to repair it. For metal objects, you need access to an open flame hot enough to make the metal pliable. Mm -hmm. I actually wanted to zoom in on this one a little bit because it suggests that we can work with pliable metal. Which is very interesting to me because it implies a fabrication ability. Creating your own materials, repurposing scrap metal, or even improvised weapons. Shanks, pipe clubs, or nail bats. I would let a tinkerer take a bunch of nails and hammer them into a bat to create some sort of extra bleed or piercing effect or slashing even. Improvise a temporary item using scraps. I think this one's kind of interesting because it's very vague. And in a way, it's sort of reminiscent of the survival skill to me. So I think the difference here is sort of the difference between the way I would use survival or nature to gather food versus the herbalism kit. I would say the toolkit lets you go further, do more, maybe gather more or get something that is harder to obtain. Or create something, in this case, that is harder to create than it would be with a simple survival. So I would think when it comes to using toolkits to do things that you might be able to do with skills, I would say that toolkits give you that edge to do a little bit more. Whereas the skills cover what you would be able to do with your hands, tools let you tackle more difficult projects. Such as like repairing an engine, like you said. So when it says like create a temporary item using scraps, to me, this might be the difference between... Let's say we want to make a light using a car battery, right? I would maybe use survival to find those components, but to really put them together, to do anything that would require wiring or the adjusting of metal or the undoing of like to take screws out, something like that, that is when you're going to need the tinkerer's tools to do anything like that. If you are just like clamping a clamp here and there's a realistic way for you to accomplish your task using just your hands, then I would be like, okay, you could accomplish this with just survival. So yes, when it comes to improvising a temporary item using scraps, I would say this will let you go a little further. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing I kind of want to zoom in on here 
is that the flavor text of Tinkerer's Tools reads, a set of Tinkerer's Tools, so they're called Tinkerer's Tools, but it says, a set of Tinkerer's Tools is designed to enable you to repair many mundane objects. Though you can't manufacture much with Tinkerer's Tools, you can mend torn clothes, sharpen a worn sword, or patch a tattered suit of chainmail. So I've got lots of weird feelings about this. It claims you can't manufacture much, but the art on that page of Xanathar's features the Tinkerer's Tools with a stopwatch and an extremely intricate-looking wind-up dragon. These suggest an extremely intricate and capable engineer, custom parts, moving mechanisms, and the like. If you can repair these, why not manufacture them, or at least commission the parts? It says we can mend torn clothes, sharpen a sword, or patch up chainmail. To me, this officially confirms that Rules is Written, Tinkerer's Tools can dip into other toolkits a tiny bit and even interact with different kinds of material. So you're not restricted to just working with metal. If you want, you can work with cloth, you can work with leather a little bit, like little, little bits like this. And I think that we can read into these as being much more than just yeah. little tiny things that you have to do. Especially looking at that clockwork dragon, man. That thing looks complicated. Absolutely. So let's jump into our overall notes for the Tinkerer's Tools. What are some themes to get us started? I can see technology representing civilization where it is representing the evolution of the species. So you could zoom in on that by playing up that aspect of your Tinkerer's Tools. Maybe wherever you go, you are introducing innovation, overhauling societies, using your, your inventive mind, your ingenuity. Recycling items, it can represent the cycle of life, the mirror to life, reusing for another purpose. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so like the repurposing of things. So you're sort of zooming in almost on the repair functionality of it. Absolutely. I like that a lot. Maybe we're zooming in on technology as far as having a piece of every little pie. Being the jack of all trades. Being a jack of all trades type of character. Yeah. And playing that up through your toolkit. My toolkit does a little bit of everything just like me. Yeah. You know. I feel like you're really focusing on the technology aspect and not the historical use for the toolkit where you can figure out how an item was broken. You can do that too, to where you are almost more just like a cataloging type of character. Super knowledgeable. Super about knowledgeable, this. dissect, understand everything. All yeah. knowledge is just juicy juice for you to absorb. Oh yeah, just you have a deep understanding of the way things work and how they function and that kind of thing. I like that. So we have the repurposing of things. We have the touching of all categories. Almost as a sort of like unification of knowledge. This is like the ultimate of everything, you know? Yeah. I'm reminded of H.P. Lovecraft's beginning of Call of Cthulhu, which is like the greatest failure of the human mind is its inability to correlate all of its contents because then we'd figure out all the eldritch mysteries and all be like driven insane, you know? Yeah. And in a way, the Tinkerer's Tools sort of represents that unification of knowledge, that coming together of all these different fields of knowledge to create what you are, which is like this just master of, of all things, you know? As far as sample items, we touched on sample items pretty well enough already. This is very easily just create a mechanic, stick a DC on it, you invent this in your spare time. Yeah. A good example of this is the flash discs. They are essentially flashbang grenades. So you take one of these discs, you toss it on the ground, they make a DC 13 check or be blinded until the next turn. 
very simple. And this is the sort of thing where like as a player or DM, you can create these mechanics and use these tools to create little objects. Maybe this is a thing that you prepare for your allies. And like, while yes, you can be Rick Sanchez and reach into your pocket and pull out some sort of gizmo or put something together to create something, this may also be better for those allies who are just like, man, this is a clutch situation. What do I have in my bag? I've got this flash disc that so-and-so made. Let's try this. And just any other items, the weapon modifications, just come up with your own mechanics, slap a DC on it, and you're good to go. And that's basically how sample items with the Tinkerer's tools would work. Other overall notes concerning the Tinkerer's tools, anything you want to throw in there? As we said previously, this toolkit is very open to interpretation and only limited by the constraints of technology in the world that you're playing in. Yeah, definitely. Some other things that I would mention in regard to the Tinkerer tools is that assuming that you can fabricate the materials that you need, these tools can do crazy, crazy things. Whether by commission or producing those materials yourself, you have the ability to put things together. And since we can make metals pliable, that suggests to me that we can shape metals to our specifications. So there's that. So, honorable mentions, we now have the Artificer class due to Eberron's Rising from the Last War book, which just came out, and this will allow you to be a tinker in a lot of ways. If you have proficiency and expertise in tinkers tools, I feel like there is an amazing amount of stuff that you'd be able to accomplish. And then combining it with, let's say, the Alchemist toolkit, the Smith's tools, or the Carpenter's tools would just compound what those things could do and let you create more complex items. Mm -hmm. Additionally, Tinker Gnomes are a subrace of gnomes, and they get the Tinker ability, which reads as this. You have proficiency with Tinker's tools. Using those tools, you can spend one hour and ten gold worth of materials to construct a tiny clockwork device, AC5, one HP. The device ceases to function after 24 hours unless you spend an hour repairing it to keep it functioning or when you use your action to dismantle it. At that time, you can reclaim the materials used to create it and you can have up to three such devices. When you create a device, choose one of the following options. You can create a clockwork toy, such as an animal, a monster, or a tiny person. When placed on the ground, the toy moves five feet across the ground on each of your turns in a random direction. It makes noises as appropriate to the creature it represents. You could also create Fire Starter, which works as you imagine. The device produces a miniature flame, use it to light a candle, torch, or campfire. Or you could create a music box. When opened, the music box plays a single song at moderate volume, stops playing when it reaches the song's end or when closed. I feel that these little mechanical things they can create are very meager, not super great. And while they might give you a jumping off spot, they, to me, are not good enough to be a sub-race thing. I would much rather see Tinker Gnomes get expertise in the Tinkerer's tools so that that player playing that Tinker Gnome has an open-ended ability to just back up their stuff in a way that will scale with them throughout the game. Whereas, you know, at level 20, I don't know how much you're going to be using a fire starter because you probably have a million ways to produce fire at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think this gives us some interesting jumping off points. Like I said, like the clockwork toy to me, you should be able, yes, it moves across the ground on each of your turns in a random direction at the very start of the game at level one. Sure. But I would like to see you eventually be able to maybe direct it in a certain direction. Or maybe you can create like a timer for use with something like explosives. More intricate clockwork devices that accomplish various tasks. 
But yeah, tinker gnomes. I feel like they should get expertise in their toolkit instead of just have like this weird little short list of three trinkets that like are not even cantrip level effects. I understand what you mean. There's also the Warforged. Are the Warforged more magical than not? I actually don't know that much. Yes, about. they're... they're what's, what's the deal with the Warforged, Eddie? They're Do you basically know? like golems that become sentient and gain a soul. Sentient golems? Yes. Okay. If we're going with what it talks about for their backstory, they were originally just mindless automatons. And then basically they started blending organic and inorganic materials together. And it kind of created living sentient creatures. Okay. And but they could also feel pain and emotions, that kind of thing. I would love to play a Warforged where I didn't wear any armor or equip any items, but I just use Tinkerer's tools, maybe as like an artificer, to modify parts of myself and adjust myself in a modular way. I just want there to be able to be things like I've spent the past several weeks designing these legs that allow me to walk on water, like inflated legs or something like that, that allow me to very unsteadily cruise across water or something like that. Different effects. Or maybe I need a chainsaw arm, you know, just in case some undead come my way. Oh, my God. Is this toolkit called the Tinkerer's Tools or the Tinkerer's Tools? Tinkers. I've been saying Tinkerer's Tools. That's fine. (laughs) The entire time I've played D&D, I thought it was Tinkerer's Tools. Whoops. (laughs) You're good. Oh, well. Um, Anything you want to say in closing? Um, I feel like that really the Tinkerer's Tools is limited only by your imagination and the scope of the world, really. Yeah. In fact, in closing, I would point out that there seems to be a weird soft cap on how far Tinker's Tools seem to be intended to go, probably due to world building reasons in the canon. If you create this technology in one instance somewhere, like for the most part, you have to just regard it as like evolving the race in some sense. But like much in Xanathar's Guide to Everything, I invite you to build on it as a player or DM and ignore the implied limitations. Maybe your character is someone who breaks the mold or is the first one who has access to this extremely rare technology maybe that nobody knows about yet and that's why it's not around anywhere. Change your gear, change a society, change your setting. Tinker's tools are essentially the technology tools, so allow what-if situations to happen and play out the subsequent implications. It'll make your game much more interesting. That's going to wrap it up for Tinker's Tools. Join us next time on Ad Proficiency when we cover the woodcarver's tools and see how we can make the most of our wood. Love Eddie, myself, or possibly both? Want more ad proficiency in your life? Give us a like and follow our playlist to stay up to date with the latest ad proficiency content and enhance your D&D. Hungry for more? I want more! Check out Real Mana Has Curves for Magic the Gathering draft reports, live streams, and ranked play. For live premium content premieres, beer chugging, and guitar shredding, check out our live broadcasts of Nerd Jam Now every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Central on Facebook.com slash NerdJamTV.